The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. By the way, uh, happy holidays to everyone. It's a week of Christmas. That's what we've determined. Yeah, we're going to call it Christmas week. Under cool with that. Under seven days. Next Monday, right? Yep. What do you got? You got plans? Uh, just going to have all my girls here. Coming in from uh, my youngest is in from California, where she goes to school. My second child will be in from New York. My wife will be back from overseas. It'll just be the six of us and Lola. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Lola's still with us, despite. Oh yeah, for a while. Yeah, despite whatever it is that you. Oh no, Lola's we're talking about be a while, for a while ago. No, I you know. I carry Lola up and down the steps at night, so she doesn't have to walk. Queen Lola. Yeah, trying to extend her life on a pillow. No, I just pick her up and carry her because she's got some arthritis. You carry your dog every now and again, don't you, Mel? I do. You know, do you do uh, the shot for Lola no, for the arthritis? No, she gets no shots. There is uh, a new month, shot of scotch. a new yeah. monthly shot that I've been getting for my dog Autumn from the vet. We actually are scheduled to go Thursday. No, and, we, uh, haven't, we haven't done that. No, it's helping out though. It actually, Good. yeah. So if you want, I can get you more info on that. Cool. If you're some dog steroids, some doggy steroids. Yeah, the good stuff. So that's what we're doing. What about you guys? Uh, the boys are going uh, to the Bears game, so they get to see Bears-Cardinals for Christmas Nice. Eve. There you go. Yeah, may- maybe Mason comes Will up. Will he behave himself? What happens if things go awry and he's dog-cussing the coach around I gotta, I the gotta, wrong I people? Gotta, like Braxton, you know Braxton. Braxton, uh, he's, yeah, he's, Braxton he's has fun, fun yeah. no matter. And, and Braxton goes with the flow. Right. Mason's got it. Mason's more like me. He, he like I got to have a talk with him. Like... You got to relax. Like, uh, um, Abdal told me, uh, I am now like the advocate um, for what about the children? What about the children? Like, now I am past um, worrying about if if the sports landscape is ever going to be good for me anymore. It's more about if it's going to be ever good for the kids. And I think that's what I'm going to write about this week. Uh, like, I think if like the, if bad sports teams are the worst things they face in their lives, they'll uh, they'll will have lived a, a blessed life. I know, but I write a sports column, like and okay. I do a sports show, so we've got yeah. to talk within the sports context. Okay, like oh, my kids, they're tortured. Bulls aren't going to win a championship in their lifetime. Oh my god, their lives are ruined. But I did think I'm telling you. And within the backdrop of Mason's first Bears game that he ever went to was the Mitch Trubisky six-touchdown game. Was it? Yes. I thought, I've always they, told you did that. Did they go to the double-doinker, too? No. No? Uh, they were oh. not at the double-doink game. Um, his first game was Bears-Bucks, six touchdowns. It was Mason's first game. He was the one. And I tweeted after that game, like, not your grandfather's Bears. 
And I'm like, maybe. Oh, no, no, they are your grandfather's uh, grandfather. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe worse. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, he is never going to have to face what I had to face growing up as a child. He is, this is a new day. This is a new age. Come on, even, when you, come on, even when you were watching Mitch chuck it for six touchdowns, you still weren't believing No, it, it was 18, the 2018 Visor season. Visor guy. Visor guy was good. Fireworks. Every time you looked, there were fireworks going off. Yeah. They were shooting fireworks. I'm How like, many, like a couple of them were wide receiver screens too, weren't they? It was, like Nagy was just padding stats, which was a great move by him to get his young quarterback some confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is fine. Yes. And no, remember totally. this, this is on the heels of the Cubs winning the World Series. A couple of. Uh, Falls before that, so I'm thinking. Look, the stars are aligning. It's it's defense is, is just rolling, people. Yeah, like we're we're getting to the good stuff now of Chicago sports. My kids won't know what losing was. Now we're in maybe the valley of all valleys. And he's dog cussing coaches. Yeah, and now like he, you can't have him in like one of these sponsor booths dog cussing Eberflus if things go south. He on can't because he, two years ago he was crying over Nagy. And, and you know, see, and it was partially my fault with, with this last game because I built it up. I built it up. This you big built game. some false hope? Yes. Son? It was his big game. Son, sit down. Game, this is, what did Big Cat call this? Uh, a, what did he say? A gateway, gateway game. game. Gateway game. Did you say that to Mason? I said Mason, Mason is a gateway is a game. Mason, a gateway game. I said, what does that mean, Dad? I go, look. Gateway to heartbreak. We win this game. Then you're going to the big Cardinal game. Yeah. Christmas Eve. And guess what? Santa's going to deliver us big bag of playoff tickets. Big bag of playoff tickets. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to beat the Cardinals then. That's for, for, don't worry about that. And then the Falcons stink. And then we're going to go to Lambeau Field and we're going to win that game. And we're going to have a long win streak. Do you see, hear my guy Howard Dean over here? Then we're going to Ohio. Woo! And no one's going to want to play the Bears. No. It's going to be a young, aggressive defense. That peak that's peaking at the right time. We just got to make sure that we only play three quarters. And he's like, "Really, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "It's it's happening, Mace." So maybe uh, um, maybe you, it's your fault because you set him up for a tremendous letdown on Sunday in the final 15 minutes. Oh, you're blaming me and not the Bears. You sound like, like a Twitter follower. Yeah, I am. I have done my, you sounded like Captain Optimism when you were yeah. selling Mason on the Bears right. playoff tickets. You realize those, no matter what, would have been road playoff tickets. Because yeah. the Bears are not going to well, be we, we hosting a home game. Well, well, we're the home of the Bears. We would have followed wherever they went. All right. Pack up your bags, son. We're going to Seattle. Or Dallas. To get boat oh, raced I, by a, Dak and the guys. I've never gone to Dallas. Well, Dallas wouldn't have won the division. Well, I guess it's wild card round, right? I guess the I'm Bears going two seven the Bears had they made for, it for spitting the bit on a seventeen seven lead. I'm just saying you built this up to your nine year old son. I know. So how did you expect him to respond when all of the dream- you built him a house of of worship or a house of you know football worship and it just crumbled? Is it my fault? Well, or is it their fault? They had a ten point lead. It's their he fault. Was watching the game. It's their fault that they didn't win the game. But maybe you pumped the tires a little bit too much air. And what I try to do, even though like some people say that I'm negative, when I'm watching the game and he starts seeing the bad happening, he starts seeing the destruction in front of his eyes. I say to him, think positive. 
something's going to happen. What does he say to you when you say that to him? He 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 tries to think negative. Kick rocks, Dad. Yeah, he tries it, and even up until that last hail mary, I go Mace. Let let let's think positive here. They're going to come down with this hail mary. By the way, his friend is is a Cleveland fan. He's jumping up and down, and I said to him, I go. Think positive here after the Tyler Scott completion that got him downfield a little bit more. I go, look, target line 30. Let's get down to the 30. Justin's going to – there were 15 seconds left or so. I go, we need one completion. Let's think about – let's speak it into existence. Let's get a completion down to the 30. That's all we need, Mace. That's all we need. I'm talking it up. I'm I'm trying to – Take him down a road of positivity. How's he responding to this right now? Is he buying your positivity or is he telling you? Well, yeah, while it's happening, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to guide him through. When 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 they kicked the go-ahead field goal, how did he respond? It wasn't good, but again, we got to think positive. That happened. Let's leave that in the rearview mirror. Okay. There's still game we can't give up yet. Still game to be played. We got the ball now. Justin's going to take us downfield. Let's go. Okay. So I don't want to hear anybody tell me that I'm Mr. Negative. I'm Mr. Optimism. Now, selling what about dreams. The children? Selling dreams. Selling dreams. So what was the response when, uh, when the, the Hail Mary? Which, you know what? I, I think I he heard this too. He was blaming Eberflus. Right. He was yelling at Eberflus. This is all Eberflus's fault. Well, where does he get that? Well, I, I don't, I mean, not, I mean, not around the house. He, he listens to the show. Okay. He, he listens to the show. Where do you think he gets that? From the show. Children are like parrots. They, they just repeat what they hear. I'm like, Mace, I'm like. Need a new coach. Need a new coach. <laughs> Worst coach in the history of the organization. Worst coach ever. What about the children, Waddle? I don't need any more wins. I've seen wins. I've seen losses. What about the children? What about the children? Uh, Adam and uh, Rosemont, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Adam? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, I yeah, can. What are we doing right now? Very cool. Uh, uh, you sound comfortable. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for taking my call. So, what are you doing? Are you, what, what, are what are we doing? What are we doing right now? What am I doing? Yeah. I'm in the break room at work. Yeah, Why do okay. I sound comfortable? What do you have, a tea? Are you the second person with a T today? Well, I'm not like Waddle. Waddle is the one that sounds like a librarian. He sounds really comfortable and calming all the time. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I like to calm you down. But anyway, can I just tell you guys, it's upsetting when I hear you guys want to move on from Justin Fields. Yeah, do you guys know that around maybe 72% of all QBs that get drafted in the first round end up becoming bust? So how many times are we going to play this game of drafting QBs and then rebuilding every four years when we move on from them. Justin Fields is someone we can win with. Let's start building a Super Bowl team around him. And if he doesn't succeed, then we can kick him out, get somebody else. Or well, maybe well, get well, wait a second. Then you're just prolonging being just like us, right? Like you want to kick him out after a few years. That doesn't I, make any sense, Adam. I, I'm more in favor of drafting a quarterback in the third round and see if or in the fourth or fifth round and see if uh, they can be somebody like Purdy for us. But as long as we draft like Olu Fashanu and Marvin Harrison Jr., and then we keep continuing to draft the best player available rather than guessing for QBs, I think we'd, we'd be able to build a team like the Eagles where they drafted the QB in the second round or build a team like the 49ers where 
they got a seventh round QB. You know what I mean? I, I just I'm tired of continuing to guess every first round for QBs, and then that kind of screws us up in the long. Now run. you do trust the 49ers, right? I do trust them. Now they did draft the quarterback in the top five, which was the dumbest. I, I well, remember but, watching that, and I found that to be very dumb. I mean, are they continuing to try to draft quarterbacks? I mean, they well, they they yeah. feel like they have found their Joe Montana. So, would you guys rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams? Even though Caleb Williams is very Kyler Murray or Justin Fields esque, you know what I mean. If we're going to move on from Justin Fields, you might as well draft Drake May. Uh, more different style than Justin. I, well, this I, is, I, I want ahead. I want the the people in charge up at Hallis Hall to get it right. Whatever your choice is, get it right. I want a star like, quarterback. Right. I and, want and, a, a star quarterback. And I would say, Adam, like I, I th- again, I think that we've become, you know, kind of this is is is, is you're you're a shell shocked fan base at this point, where you yeah. you said you know we want to. Want to get rid of the coach because our our bar is higher than what you've seen from the coach, but you want to set the right. bar at a significantly lower level for the quarterback instead of setting the expectation level for the quarterback as well. And the only reason I'll say this in general terms, not just with Justin, that position is the highest paid position in the entire sport for a reason. The expectation is is that the guy who plays that position makes people around him better. And what I hear from everybody now is, and, and it works at times, is, well, we just got to make the team better around the quarterback. Well, the essence of greatness in this sport is the exact opposite, isn't it? Where the guy who plays the most important position in all of professional sports, by some people's evaluation, is the one that is supposed to make others around him better. He's supposed to be the multiplier. He's supposed to be the Montez sweat of the offense. Montez Sweat makes that. everyone around him better. That's why he makes $100 million. I understand that. But I have a question for you. Do we have an Andrew Luck in this draft? Do we have a Trevor Lawrence or a Peyton Manning? We do not. So if we draft... We're suppo- it's supposed to be. Well, I, listen, that's what's up to the general manager. Like, I can't sit here and honestly tell you. I can't break down Caleb Williams. I see him the way that everyone... On, you, you see him on your couch. Like, I know that everyone in this day and age believes that they're an expert at everything. I'm going to be the first one to tell you I'm not. Like, I can't sit here and tell you that Caleb Williams is a surefire star or Drake May is or anybody is. That's the job of the general manager. And he's got something at his disposal now for the second consecutive year that I hope he never has again. And that's the first overall selection. And if he decides that there is an option, there is a player that can take him higher than the current player, then he's got to make that choice. If he decides that after all of the evaluation from him and his people, that there isn't a quarterback in this draft that can take him further than the current quarterback, then he shouldn't draft that guy. So I think, I mean, like, I'm not waffling on it. I'm not a college football quarterback expert. I'm not off of Caleb Williams, I'll tell you that. Like, I hear everything that everybody is talking about. You know, same way I won't guarantee you that he is going to be a star in the National Football League. I can't sit here right now and say, well, I've read a couple of stories about how his personality or he did this or, you know, he performed. I'm not out on him. Like, I'm very much very open to him being a really good player at the next level. So, um, 
That's the only way I would respond to it. Like, I think, again, I would say regardless of, of the sport, regardless of the situation, why are we setting our sights? We're setting our sights lower and our expectation levels lower for certain situations or certain players than we are coaches in other positions. Right. Just because you failed in the past doesn't mean you should skip this year. Right. You, you, and and I would say this. Right. This be is right. what I would say. Be the Texans. Don't be the Panthers. Of course. So everyone's screaming to me, well, like, look, it's I, I know it's an exact inexact science. And the guys that get it right, guess what? Their fan bases are for, thrilled with they're them. They're good for a long time. Right. So I, if you tell me, well, look at what happened to the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young, I would say to you, don't be the Panthers. Be the Texans, because that kid looks like he's the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus in Minneapolis, you're on ESPN 1000. Make it brief so I could talk behind your back after you <laughs> you, you get off the phone. I got no beef with you anymore. I thought you guys Captain, made peace. I thought you guys I, made I, I, peace. I'm, I'm screwing around with Marcus. No, no, we cool. Captain, Captain J. Hood. Man. <laughs> stop it, man. stop it. <laughs> no, so look, I want to ask you, can you tell... Take your bias out. Uh, I don't even know who you, what you, where you guys are leaning. But let's just say take any bias out. And I want to ask you this because it's not about Justin or Caleb. But if you just, if someone can tell you, no matter which scenario or which route you go, the quarterback will be good in either situation. Do you think the Bears are better off? Would they be better off taking Caleb and resetting that contract, that quarterback quarterback contract, or trading that number one pick and let's say they get three first-rounders and whatever second or third-rounders you want to do in there and more picks for the future with the potential to get another high, you know, first-rounder with those picks. My response to that quickly, Marcus, would be if you can guarantee me that his floor is – that that, uh, he'll be no worse than than play, no worse than the way that Justin has played, then everybody in the business would tell you if that is a guarantee, you'd reset the clock because you, you, what you're doing is, is, is what you're giving yourself the opportunity to re-sign some of your own players that are going to be up. I didn't even think about it like that, Waddle. Huh. I, was, I, was I mean, you can think about it. Like, J- do you want Jalen Johnson, right? I do. Yeah, I want to sign Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I want to bring back Brisker and Kyler Gordon, who are going to be up after a th- couple years. Extend, I, DJ Moore is yeah. definitely going to be part of this team. You want to play free agency? I want, I want to play free agency. I want to re-sign Tevin Jenkins. Like There are a lot of things that having a quarterback, whoever that is, on a rookie contract gives you the flexibility to do. I just want, to, I want, a quarter, like, I want the quarterback who's going to be a star. So if Caleb Williams is going to be the star, then draft him over getting me three more draft picks because it's the most important position. I want to go on the rocket ship with the star quarterback. Can can I, can I ask you this though? Sure. Of course. There's another, there's there's another way to think about it. And I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but I'm just throwing this out. Devil's advocate. If so, you you said you want to be able to resign guys, but if you get future first round picks and you're getting extra picks, you can replace that talent also. Okay, but let me uh, – then my response to that – I'm sorry, because I know you were addressing Sylvia. I don't know that that pick is going to play in the manner in which Jalen Johnson has. That's fair. You know what I'm saying, Marcus, because there is is the unknown attached to a rookie versus the known that is attached to guys that you've seen in – 
in your uniform that are performing at a high level. So you take that risk completely out of the equation. Hey, Waddle, man, that's, that's, that's some good answers you gave me. I, I'm not going about to do it. time. Right, exactly. See, about Marcus, time. this is what I would tell anybody. You got to, for me, you got to take the emotion out of the, the discussion. And oh you just God. have to look at it. I mean, again, that is a Pollyannish look at it. But you have mm-hmm. to try to take the emotion out of it and, and come to a conclusion based on a lot of different stuff. And it, the magnitude of this decision is bigger than anything that this front office has faced. And I mean, so far, it's very short time. This is a bigger decision than, than, than most front offices will ever face in a lifetime. Right. Because most front offices will never get a bite at the first pick ever, much less two consecutive years. This isn't uh, to Marcus, but like I've seen this. Some people tweet me about this, um, like the bias thing. Take your bias out of it. Or someone has said that, Sylvie, you have a personal thing against Eberflus. What personal thing could I possibly have? Your bias is towards your favorite football team. My bias is I have a Bears bias. Yes. That's what I have a bias on. Like, I don't care if it's Justin or I've said this or or Caleb or Eberflus or Harbaugh. I want what's best for the Bears. See, and this is like... You see a lot of this stuff now, like Dan Orlovsky's on talking about the Bears and putting stats and numbers up. So they'll put up Justin's total touchdowns, passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. But they only put the interceptions. And they don't include fumbles, fumbles right? which are a huge yeah. part of the... They'll show you the rushing yards. They'll show you the positives. But when you're a dual-threat quarterback... There's a good chance that your fumble numbers are going to be higher than other quarterbacks because you're going to tuck and run quite a bit. So if you're really going to have a nuanced, fair conversation, you can't put up stats like that and ignore the fumbles. Right. You can't. I, I have no bias. Or like, sacks. I wanted them to draft Justin. I've wanted Justin to, Correct. to thrive. I wanted the Bears to win. They haven't done as much winning and thriving with Justin as I thought. So that's why I'm open now. And it's not with just his fault. One pick. No. But now that you have the number one pick, things change. Alfonso, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alfonso? What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Yes. How's the connection? Connection is fabulous. It's yeah, like God, a Justin Fields, DJ Moore connection. <laughs> well, with two good ankles, then. That's true. Look, I was going to say the same thing to, along the same lines that Marcus did. When we talk about the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams conversation, it has to be Caleb Williams or Justin Fields and three years worth of two first round picks. That's the type of value. There's the opportunity cost you're giving up by not trading that number one pick in what they're calling for a generational talent, right? If we have any reservations, those picks have to be part of that conversation. What can we do with Justin plus a bunch of picks? Versus what can we do with Caleb Williams? Absolutely. But since that point's already been made, I'll, I'll kind of move to my second point. Look, I was kind of doing a blind check-in with myself about the season and thinking about where we are. And before the season, I think we all had realistic expectations like, hey, maybe seven wins, seven, eight wins. That's what Vegas had us at, seven and a half, I think. If we get there, I think it's a successful season. And it's funny. Here we are at five wins. we got three very winnable games coming up. Yet, if we watch the games like we do, we see a coaching staff that's holding us back from being that plus more. We see a coaching staff that's stifling us from even reaching what we thought would be a good enough season. Even though it's still on the table, I think the proof has been laid out that it's just not good enough. 
um, and we got to move on. And what I'm worried about with, I love the idea of Ben Johnson, but I'm starting to get a little gun shy with pulling the trigger on first timers. We got first time GM, first time head coach. Maggie was a first time head coach. Do I'm falling more and more in love with Harbaugh, which is something I thought I'd never say as well. Yeah, look, I, and I hear this a lot. Uh, well, Harbaugh's going to resign with Michigan. Um, is he going to resign when that? Like I kept seeing that when I wrote the column about Harbaugh that he was going to sign a five-year deal for what? 11? Eleven million a year was what they were talking with about. the Chargers' job opening, yeah. with the Bears possibly being interested. Why would he sign a five-year deal? For only eleven. And, and by million. the way, John Spanos today, which was one of the stories, have no limitations on Chargers coaching GM hires. So, with which with, is a change in philosophy for the Chargers. So, with with his stock as high as it's been, why would Jim Harbaugh all of a sudden now sign a five year forty uh, fifty five million dollar deal? Why wouldn't he want to play the entire field? And Especially I would also, with the suspension looming. Well, that was the thing I was going to say. If you, and if you're Michigan, if in fact the NCAA is going to crack down on you, are you 100% bought in on giving him that extension if in fact you're looking at severe penalties? So I, I think that the, I, I, I'm nowhere close to the, I haven't talked to Jim other than the friendly text when he wins big and games. He called you God. He, he he cleaned that up last time. I, I did I I because you were out of town. I think. oh oh did he? Yeah, what yeah. happened? Well, he sent me the the next time he he sent it. It, it was different. Um, you guys had another exchange. Yes. Did you got you circled back or did he? No, no, I sent him another. Thanks, Tom, and thanks to God is what he said to the second time. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what did you? What did you? I circle said back to him, with? "Awesome achievement. Not even Bo did what you and your staff has done. Keep it rolling." After they beat Ohio State. And he sent me right back. Thanks, Tom. Thanks to God. So he kind of he cleared it up. That I thought the thanks, God, uh, uh, thank you, God, was after the Ohio State. No, that was after they beat uh, Penn, Penn State. State wasn't oh, it? Yeah. Yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, I just think that, like, why would he settle? Like, to me, that's settling right now. He could get a, he He's in the driver's seat. Like, Harbaugh has, has been sort of pushed away by some of the NFL jobs right now with all the jobs open with him as the number one seed. I feel like he can make the call. He's in charge now. What's I, the, I agree. What's the Tom Hanks movie where the guy takes over the uh, ship. I have the, uh, I'm the captain. I'm of the, the ship. captain now. I'm the captain, captain Phillips. Now. Yeah. I'm the captain now. I have the con. If it was a submarine, I have the command. Isn't that what he was? Uh, what is it? Isn't what he said? No. I have the con, you have the con. Yes, from like Red October. Or, no, this is the uh, I know. Tom Hanks I'm saying movie. Captain you, Phillips. Right. I, he said, I'm the captain now. Yes. I'm saying in the submarine movies, he has the con. He's in total control. You don't watch submarine movies? No, you changed the movie on me. Well, I'm giving you two <laughs> examples instead of one. Okay. One right. is a boat above the uh, above the water. The other one's a, a, well, we a machine boat. we want to be above water. We don't want to be below water. I don't want to be on a boat where somebody takes over the control of the boat and has a gun. Harbaugh's taking over now. Mutiny. Yeah. Three one two three. I know. I don't want Harbaugh to come in and, and dive onto the ship with a with a with a machine gun and say, "I am now your captain." I am the captain now. Yeah, that's not the All way right. he does things. You want to continue to take these calls, or you want to sure, do? I don't have Which any. One? 
Tyler, you make the call I when we come back. I have a couple planet stories. Okay, okay. I got a couple planet Tyler's stories. the captain now. Tyler's the captain. We'll take more of your phone calls. And um, and we're guest-free until Wilbon at 5. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, so I don't know if this is right or wrong. Wrong. Nick Palazzos, Palazzolo, says, um, you of the con is from Star Trek. It's from uh, Crimson Tide, I believe, as well. Yeah, that's what Tim uh, Kucharski says. Waddle is thinking about Crimson Tide. I love Crimson Tide and uh, what's the other one? I even mentioned it. Now I forgot. Hunt for the Re- Hunt, Hunt for, for Red, Red October. October. Oof. Two great movies. Which is the one with uh, Gene Hackman, and he's the Hunt just for Red great, October. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. fabulous. He and uh, Denzel's in it. Yes, great movie. Phil Doe says it stands for Conning Tower. Don't know. Uh, he says also Tommy try the new uh, Glen Morangi uh, Taste Ooh, of Tokyo. Yeah. Okay, I'm says in. Says it will make uh, anyone's Christmas Scotch dreams come true. I go through scotch pretty quickly. I know you do. You know, and and I and I was thinking about this as I was watching last night's football game and a Bulls victory over the Sixers, and I was having like a a good like I'm if you don't if measure I'm gonna by have a fingers. drink, you measure by the hand. Yeah, I, you, if you, I'm gonna have a drink, I'm I just like it's not I'm not drinking a little sippy cup. I know you you measure what you give me in one hand. Not like two yeah. fingers or three I'm gonna fingers. I'm going to have a glass. Give me a hand. It's not like a 16-ouncer, but it's like it's a, it's yeah. a cocktail no, drink. Me too. That's what I do usually. Yeah. I poured myself. I, it was probably a mistake on Sunday. Uh, it led to me coughing probably more. Um, I, I poured myself two glasses, big glasses of a tequila yeah. on Sunday night. I, but it, I, but wasn't, I, I wasn't you, ready for it. But if, if you... I'm not. Yeah. I if don't. you watch the levels of your 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 bottle drop, it can it can scare you a touch, mm. a little bit. I mean, like because, like I, I'm not drinking a full bottle. Don't get me wrong. In a sitting, but if I'm gonna have a just to have one, it, it's it, why well, have one when you can have two? But I'm not even having two. I'm just having a big one, and I fill the glass up with ice. I don't have the fancy big giant one rock. Maybe you should get one. It doesn't matter. Why well, just put extra ice in okay. it? Okay. It actually kind of dilutes the drink a little bit as well. But it's shocking how quickly a bottle of scotch will go. Have you ever thought about getting like artisan ice at home that in, in the form of a T or a W? Maybe an eight or now, a seven? Now who's the douche? <laughs> That's a total douche move right there. I don't know. How about when the ice just comes out of the ice machine? Just cubes. And you just put it in your glass. The ice ball is kind of cool. That's when you go out. Like if you you know if you're having a drink at a bar, maybe. But Good I'm ice not, ball. I'm not, I don't I've need got the, the ice ball. mold at home. Do you, you got the mold? Yeah. That's fine. I mean, you like, I'm not going to hate water, you for right? Yeah, and then yeah, put it's it in just the like fridge. an ice tray. Yeah, no, you fill thing. it up with vodka. Yeah, you fill it up well, with water. You, it's an ice. Too, is that how you make ice? Is that, yeah. Is it really made of water? You can do that though. You can do it where you can fill it up with scotch, freeze it, and then would it freeze because it's alcohol though? And then, uh, then it wouldn't be watered down. I don't think alcohol freezes, does it? I know. No. I, I keep my vodka in the freezer. Well, then yeah, it but doesn't, doesn't freeze. Us. It's right. kind of big. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering, though, could vodka you... Vodka freeze pop. Yeah. We oh, ventured into dumb conversation territory oh, right now. Could you make, like, a, uh, a, a scotch ball? 
Or would it not no, freeze? because it won't freeze. What it if won't... you did a half and half, though? Like mm. you had a little water in there. I'm trying to think of like the science behind it, but... We call that a sissy ball. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> sissy ball. Uh, speaking of the bulls, see Red Fred wanted to weigh in on them. Can oh, I take Jesus, him? really? Like, he's, he's, he's like Cap. He's like hey. Cap flip-flopping everywhere. Oh, I remember his last call was yeah, his best he, call on yeah. the bulls when he's like, they all suck. Yeah, now he's calling back. Oh, happy holidays. What's going on, guys? What's oh, with the general? Oh, oh, oh. Lack of excitement today. I mean, some of these recent callers, it's like they're chugging warm milk and NyQuil. The Bulls are 6-3 and three since, in their last no, nine. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, they're not 6-3. and three. Well, they're 6-3 and three since Zach went down. Like, with, with uh, I'm, I'm with you there. And I, I truly believe that the reason why they're 6-3 and three in their last nine is because Zach hasn't played. They would not be 6-3 and three in their last nine if Zach was on the court. Hold on. Sylvie, last nine games, Kobe White, he's averaging 25 points, shooting 50% from the field, 49% from three. Right, because he doesn't have to defer to Zach at any point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but two years ago, the Bulls were number one in the East for a large part of the season with Zach Levine as their lead guard. We're just getting elite point guard play now, something we haven't had since Lonzo went out two years ago. Like, Kobe White, these aren't just all-star numbers. These are all-NBA numbers. Like, he single-handedly drag this Bulls team into the world of a modern NBA offense, which is in today's NBA, you got to extend the opponent's defense and you have to have players who can punish that extended defense. He fits the bill for both of those. And I think we're losing a little bit of sight. Like, well, it's cause Zach, Zach was the guy keeping him back. No, no, not really. He's just playing incredibly well and shooting at a 50% rate from three over the last nine games. And because of that, everybody else is playing better. We have space. You're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid again. It's exactly what Waddle said. Because they, they, don't, they don't have to placate him. They don't have to feed him and give him his looks. Because his bad defense is off the floor. Because other guys can now spread their wings and develop. That's the reason why Kobe is flourishing. Kobe wouldn't be able to flourish if... if Zach was still playing. He's a losing yeah. basketball player. There's you, a reason why he's got one of the worst records in basketball. And did we not win 46 games with his with him as a lead guard two years and, ago? And the reason why they did better that year was because of Demar Derozan as their lead player. As soon as they've worked Zach back in, and he he complains and bitches that he's not getting his stuff. That was the worst thing to happen for the Bulls. He, and also, we had a point guard playing at a high level. Sure. And, and Kobe's average seven assists. He, he is. Last this is this he's idea the, that Kobe's going to suck when, when Zach comes Fred, back. you're doing it again. Good. You're getting blinded by the Bulls, by the rose-colored glasses. I am. They are. They, We're he, back. he is We're the back. essence of the, the, the addition by subtraction. They have, they have been... Aided by his subtraction, and that is the reason why they're six and three. Do you guys not believe we beat three top five seeds in the East in the last nine? How games? many like, times? How many tries? How many tries with Zach Levine did they get against? Oh, hold on now. Against the Seventy Sixers, did they lose in a row with Zach Levine? Was it because of Zach? Well, well, you really well, believe now that? all of a sudden they're beating good teams. They're, they're, they're beating the Bucks once. They took the Bucks to overtime and lost. They went down we to Miami and won. Year. 
Uh, come on, yep. now. This, they are a different team without Zach. They're a better team without Zach. They're a mo- more coachable team without Zach. They play better defense without Zach. They pass the ball better without Zach. He is a fundamentally flawed player. He's. I was a believer in him, but again, all, my bias, like I said about the Bears, is to the Bulls. And I am fooling myself if I can't see this. Zach Levine is a losing player. Zach Levine or not, are the Bulls' future, is their future this year brighter? Do you both feel like this team can now compete since three of their young players, Kobe White is now officially a superstar. There's only he's not a superstar. He's not a superstar. And, for, Kobe White and listen, I, it took him five years to pay off my scouting report he's on him. Twenty-three years old. I get he's it. Twenty-three. I get and it. He's, he's not a superstar. He is playing like a superstar. There's a difference. The There's a difference. There's a There's difference between being a superstar and for a stretch of 10 or 15 games playing like a superstar. I'm not saying, Fred, that, you know, a year from now, you'll be, you won't be right. I'm just telling you, you, you know, you can't make that proclamation after a 12 or 14 game stretch. Fair enough. But what will it take? Like, when are you guys going to say, all right, we got something here? When are you guys going to say, when they, win right. a, when they win a playoff round? All right, fair enough. And guess what? We're half a game out of the, the play-in right now. Three games out They're of eight. 11 and 17. As we were last year, but this time we have a 23-year-old superstar who only two guys in the league have more three-pointers than him. That's Stefan Luka. Guess who's number three? Kobe White. This kid has been incredible. He's a winner. He's a team player. And Chicago needs to embrace him. I'm dreaming of a Kobe White Christmas. Godspeed. Let's go. I'm so pumped about this kid. Love you guys. I got to run. Okay. See you, Fred. <laughs> I, like, look, I, I, they are significantly more watchable. I watched yeah, most of fine. that game last night. I, I mean, here's the difference, too. It's not just Kobe. Guys are making shots. Will it last an entire season? I don't know. Is Tory Gregg going to shoot 39% on volume threes over the course of the entire season? I believe Cruz is shooting 45% from three. Is that going to last? He very well, rarely are, are can stay gonna, healthy. Well, wait a minute. Are, are they going to sell still? Aren't they going to sell? Are you telling me because they went six and three, oh, that no, now all no. of a sudden they're staying the course? I wouldn't. Well, aren't they going to sell? Patrick Williams is now shooting 40% from behind the arc. They're going to trade Caruso, aren't they? I would think so. They're going to trade DeMar, aren't they? I would think so. So how are they going to? But even though they're winning games, has anyone's value outside of Kobe White really changed? We just heard, like, didn't we hear yesterday? Who was the report yesterday that said, like, there are a lot of guys that are expecting a deal, but there's not a ton of interest out there from the acquirers? Huh? Or didn't we have somebody reported yesterday that there there's expectation, like, DeMar's okay with being moved and, right, and right, Caruso, yeah. they've all come to terms with. They may be traded, but there aren't a lot of acquirers right, right, out there. Right. Caruso would probably be wanted, but he's got to stay healthy. Of course. He's always hurt. Always. Like, uh, look, again, this has been a very watchable team recently, and they've played well against better competition. It's yes. It's, it's more enjoyable. But I'm going to tap the brakes before I join, you know, see Red Fred in the Bulls hot tub. Do you believe what I'm saying? That they're better without Zach. I truly I, believe I think it. so. I truly believe. Yeah, like, this I think is so. not a coincidence no, in my book. I don't uh, listen. I, I think. 
I think they're they're the everything is running more smoothly over the last X number of games. And I don't think it's happenstance. Do I believe they're going to stay on a pace where they're going to beat Miami and Philadelphia and the better teams, you know, in the same week consistently? I, I, I don't. I think that this has been nice, but I don't think this is who they are now, that they're going to threaten Miami in the postseason. I believe he's been a headache ever since he had the run in with Donovan last year when he took him out. Uh, I believe that they have have gone over the top to try and get him his looks. I believe he doesn't play defense. I believe he's a ball stopper. And um, I believe he has been a reason why some of these other guys don't develop. And I've documented there's a reason why he over 500 games played. He is the guy with the worst record in the entire NBA. It isn't because he just plays for the Bulls and has played for the Timberwolves. It is not a coincidence they go six and three, five and fourteen with him. There's a flaw. Six and three without him. Yeah. Um, and and it's a topic that I want to bring up, and we've got room for it here. If you, you know want, what else jump Kobe's in. done? Kobe's learned the art from DeMar of flopping all over the court. Good. Like drawing and fouls. He, he plays better defense than those guys, too. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he takes a lot hard. of charges. He tries hard. Yes. He was a terrible defender when he got drafted, but I started to notice last year. Takes a lot of charges. His defense yeah. got better and better, and this year and last year has been pretty good. He's you know what it is? It. It's a matter of effort. Right. Because sometimes Zach acts like he doesn't even want to try to play defense. Yes. So here's what I want to ask you, and we've got time here at four. Um, because Waddle's got a couple planet stories, I think. I do, uh, yes. I got uh, new pictures of Uranus. Who has been in like the last 20 years? Where uh, Did you sneak a camera into my bedroom or something? Uh, that's No, it's not about bathroom. you. It's about a planet. Oh, um, Who in the last 20 years in Chicago sports has been the least effective, quote, star player? Because I believe it's Zach Levine. Well, who's defining who's a star? That's what you got to do. Is that defined Look. by salary? You tell defined me. You by... tell me. You, I, th- I think we could workshop this at four. Who has been the least effective star player in the city of Chicago over the last, say, 20 or 25 years? 332-3776. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Okay, hey, by the way, Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. I've already got an entry into your your little question for four from our buddy Josh Wine. He says, to Sylvie's least productive stars question, I will split my votes between Alfonso Soriano, Jay Cutler, and Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry's star, I I guess he was drafted high. What number pick was he? Was he two? two? It was Tyson and Eddie in the same year. Who was was drafted where? They were two, Two, three. three. See Uranus like never before. NASA releases a stunning photo of the planet showing its rings, moons, and storms in incredible detail. So the best pictures of Uranus are now available courtesy of NASA and their enhanced uh, camera work. Um, I don't know, Google NASA and the James Webb Space Telescope pictures. 
and you'll see Uranus like never before. James Webb Telescope. Yeah, like a tremendous detail. Uranus is more than one billion miles from Earth and is one of the Ooh. least explored planets in our solar system. Beautiful. It was previously fo- uh, photographed back in the 1980s by NASA's NASA's Voyager 2 spacecraft. So you're going to be able to see all that Uranus has to I offer. I got it right here. Yeah. You want to see it? Uh, no, I, I've got a, I got a visual of it over here as well. It's a video. By the way, NASA's Mars helicopter has found un- otherworldly wreckage on the surface of the red planet. That's Mars? Yes. That's the red planet. Yeah. NASA's Ingenuity helicopter, dubbed the Mars Copter, took incredible photos of the wreckage on the surface of the red planet that has been dubbed otherworldly. If you could go to any planet and you have to choose one, which one I'm would you go to? I'm not going to Uranus. Which one would you go Because it's to? too far out. Okay, which one? Uh, well, which one seems to be most like Earth? Is there one that's considered most like Isn't Earth? Mars. Yeah. Is it's, Mars the one that's most like Earth? It's the one that I think would be most habitable. Uh, yeah, habitable. Yes, habitable. Habitable. Talk about habitable. finding water there. Correct. Yeah, like I think, uh, like Venus. Venus's rings. Jupiter is just a bunch of gases, right? No, Saturn's rings. Know. Saturn. I'm sorry. Thank you. Saturn is rings. Uranus? Uranus? Do you want to go rings. set up shop in Uranus? No, but like, like Saturn's like. A lot Known of rings. Wings. Yeah, yeah, just a bunch of, of rings. There. Wasn't that a big controversy with that comedian recently with a kid? Uh, have you guys read about that controversy? No. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I think his name is Rife or something like that. He's got a Netflix oh, special. Rife? Is that his name? He, he went at a kid because he made a, a planet joke. And he was talking about uh, one of the planets that doesn't have as, that has rings, but not as many as Saturn. Jupiter, I think. It's a whole... Read about it. I don't want to explain it. Is it a controversy or is it a it comedy? Is. Why? Sounds Just say combative. Uranus and everybody giggles. Yes. He talked about Jupiter. Then, like, the six, a six-year-old kid went at him and um, said, Hey, hey, dummy, The um, it's uh, Saturn with the rings. And then, so then, this comedian went back at the six-year-old kid, who somehow was on social media, yeah. saying, Hey, by the way, Jupiter does have rings. And tell your mom... Stop that, calling me? And, and he made a Santa Claus joke. Oh, and no. saying uh, he, oh. She makes her money from her OnlyFans page or something like that. That's not It's a whole controversy going on really? these days. Yes. I think taking shots at adults is one thing. You can't do that with kids. It, it's a very... It's a very... Um, it's a very well-publicized... Co- and he's a very controversial uh, comedian these days. I would urge you to stop looking at pictures of Uranus... And start looking pictures of the other NASA images I just told you about, where the Mars helicopter has found otherworldly wreckage on the surface of the red planet. Just wreckage? Look, this is what that they oh! don't they don't know what that is. Well, that's probably from us. We don't know. That They're was not one admitting. Of our, that's not the rovers. That's not a rover. That's that's not a rover. That is a very uh, spacecrafty looking thing. What of ours? Could be. Don't know. I'm just saying. It's fake. <laughs> Is that your response? You sound like Abdallah now. It's Everything, fake. well, if it's space, it's fake. No, I don't want to be that guy. You are that guy. You're officially no, that guy. guy. I retract things. Yeah. You're an a-hole guy is what you are. <laughs> That's who you are. Right.
All right, is that? Dan, it? That's all okay. I got for you. Gave you a couple planet stories. That's what right. we do. So I want to take some calls here. Is Zach Levine the least effective sports star we've had in the last twenty to twenty-five years in the city of Chicago? That's who I would go with. What does he have? One playoff victory? I think so. That's all. He's won one playoff game. By the way, I also wanted to give you this story real quick, that a pizzeria in New Jersey has canceled the Tommy DeVito event because they allege that he upped his uh, appearance fee from ten grand to twenty grand. Oh, with the recent Coniglio's old-fashioned pizzeria announced on social media that it would no longer be hosting DeVito on Tuesday after the restaurant received word from his agent that his appearance fee would be doubling from ten grand to twenty. Grand. He pulled the bait and switch, huh? Not surprising. Yeah, I know. You're a detractor. All right, uh, we'll take your phone calls coming up next.